0: Coast to coast. I'm on your official website. Must have,
1: uh, I must have done a one. Oh, I didn't put Earth on it. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking to myself. I'm
0: trying to add. Not a problem. No, it wasn't Mars. It was Earth. Yeah. <laughs> i
1: to make sure they, get, they can find what you're talking about.
0: And I appreciate you sharing that with your your audience. Oh,
1: well, that still didn't work. It's, it's www.hollowearth.web.com, no, no. It's, right? it's.
0: I would put in HTTP, semicolon, Backslash, backslash, and then hollowearth.webs.com. Dot dot
1: Try right. Oh, semi Semicolon. Slash, slash, right. Yeah.
0: And then hollowearth.webs.com. Dot dot it still don't come. Well, some doesn't want it to come up then.
1: <laughs> I, I might have, uh, how do you spell hollow?
0: H-O-L-L-O-W-E-A-R-T-H dot WEBS.com. Oh, I didn't put an S in it.
1: Duh. That's all right. I'll, I'll get this right one one day. I, I should have got this from you earlier.
0: Yeah, that's all. Right. You know what? I didn't
1: realize you had, I didn't realize you had that many websites.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the reason I have so many websites, I want to make sure that when it's all over, I got my two cents out.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, not so sorry. This page cannot be found. Huh. For sorry. some reason.
0: Well, it's far for the course. But somebody out there who's in England or whatever, they try that URL, it'll work. I assure you that there's a website there. And these are some of the shenanigans, man, that I get, that people either try to keep me off the air or not let people see the links to my websites to realize that I am the real deal.
1: Well, uh, from what I've seen, you, you know, you, you do the, the research, so and that's, that's my point, It i'm just going to remove that from the chat
0: room folks I'm sorry it just you have not entered a message no colon, idiot well like i said <laughs> h <H-t-h-> t <laughs> h h semicolon forward slash forward slash h o l l o w e a r t h dot w e b s dot com webs.com so it's
1: what I got.
0: Well, I'm just letting you know you got somebody, you got a gremlin out there not letting the people get to see but they'll get to see it, maybe not during this live broadcast when it's over they'll be able to get that link to work but I guarantee you it's there or they can just go to YouTube put in Hollow Earth and my name, Stephen Sindoni, and about 20 or 30 videos will appear. They're all on YouTube. Yeah,
1: i, I, put, yeah,
0: I put your playlist. Yeah, so, I mean whoever is trying to do this I would just say to them, God don't like ugly. (laughs) I hear that. You know, so I I don't get mad, you know, and I don't get even. I just realize that I just do what, what I'm instructed to do and share the information. And for people that are tenacious, who really want to know, they'll try again a different browser or refresh their browser. They'll get that link to work or they'll figure out a way. I've got, as I said, Almost a thousand videos on eight different YouTube channels, three or four different websites. Just a matter of putting my name in and a Google search in the right way, and it will come up. We'll
1: find it, believe
0: me. Oh, I know people. People now have an insatiable appetite to learn more about what I've shared. Because what I've shared is amazing findings that I don't have the imagination to make up. These are all things that I decided to follow up on research that were books, hard copy books, that I read them, followed up on them, using the, the computers to actually do the work to figure out, is it true, is it not true? And then I'm sharing my findings. And then I even went out, as I said, in The Legend of J.C. Brown, I went on a 3,000 mile road trip to find these things. And uh, interesting things happened when I went out there. I knew where I was going without ever being there. I had a bunch of people with me, even a film crew with me, and I was taking them on a, a tour. And they says, "Well, if you've never been here, how do you know?" And I just smiled and said, "I know what I know," and that, I left it at that. You know, you believe what you want to believe. But well, one,
1: of, one of our listeners out there got it, got it working, and chattering. So I got it now.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I mean. There's going to be one. There's always one person who figure it out. And thank you, listener. I love you, brother or sister, because.
1: Yeah, We've got some great listeners
0: now I got to say that. Well yeah and I, ha- I have a lot of respect for you. They were
1: interested. <laughs> that's
0: good do what you gotta do I'll be right back with you. There's
1: 139 people in our chat room. Wow that's great. I'll be right back. Okay. Oh Welcome back, folks. I hope you enjoyed the first half of the show. I want to remind everybody we are totally listener-supported. Come on down to the homepage of Revolution.Radio and check us out. There's quite a few people in the chat room that are sharing links and talking. It's a nice place to meet like-minded people and while you're there you can check out the stuff that we have uh you can get for donate money the archives is an awesome deal you can get about 36 hours where the show's uploaded in a 24-hour period for six bucks a month you just can't beat that and the seed packs are pretty awesome We're, we're sitting here having a talk with uh stefan sindoni and we're he's an independent researcher and we're talking about uh Let's see, uh, we've talked about Mount Shasta, uh, J.C. Brown, uh, Lemuria, uh, Olaf Jansen. I-, I just find this kind of talk uh, real interesting. And the amount of research that he pours into what he talks about is just unparalleled with most research. And I find it really rather refreshing from what you normally see on YouTube. So I wanted to talk to him, and he's been here talking with us. Uh, is there any particular direction you want to go
0: with this now well you know we talked about Mount Shasta and I want to just yeah
1: yeah a little bit we like, could talk a whole
0: bunch about it well, we'll go back to it uh one of my favorite places as I said I've been returning there this lifetime and the last and and stories about Mount Shasta I've done on on YouTube I've got Legends of Mount Shasta where I do a compilation of stories about it I did a A TV show there at the college, at the College of the Siskiyous for a season, because I wanted to pay tribute to a lot of the things about the area of Mount Shasta that I was either aware of uh, from my own experiences or through my research. But one of the stories was uh, about a man by the name of Abraham Mansfield that, in 1934, claimed that he found a tunnel underneath Mount Shasta that led to the bluff. Creek area, which is probably about 75 miles, this tunnel. So there are tunnels that lead to and from the mountain and probably go much further than that, that I'm even aware of. But there is an underground uh, railway system and there are even people who claim that they're under Mount Shasta. is a group of people called the Telosians and there's a city underneath Mount Shasta where they reside. So, depending on who you ask, uh, you'll find out an amazing amount of information regarding the Talosians, Mount Shasta, and uh, Bigfoot, and other, uh, UFOs, and things of that nature that in the, near that mountain.
1: Yeah, before you get involved into a big story, can you tell our listeners about where Mount Shasta is?
0: Okay. Mount Shasta I'm sure
1: there's some out there that have no clue where it is.
0: Okay. It's probably 50 miles north of Redding, California. It's probably about 50 miles uh, south of the Oregon border. It's at the upper upper north end of California, just before you're leaving the state of California. It's probably about 60 miles from the coast, the, the Pacific coast, so it's inland. And uh, Mount Shasta is over 14,000 feet high in elevation. So it's one of the largest mountains in North America. I think Mount Rainier has a beat by about maybe 100 feet. And then Mount McKinley in uh, Alaska, in that area, is, is larger than that by a couple hundred feet. But it's one of the largest mountains, and it's uh, a non-active um, mountain. The volcano hasn't gone off in hundreds of years. And the Native Americans have their stories about it. And they won't go any further than the tree line because of what's happening on the mountain. And they've got their stories about the, the grays and uh, the uh, fairies, the elves and, and uh, elementals, and even the tall ones in the white robes who are seen from time to time on the mountain or who come into town. And I've well, even-
1: uh, do, do they regard this as a holy place or an- e-
0: well, it depends on who you talk to. It could be either or. Um, uh-huh. the, uh, right. the Lemurians are the ones that come out there is some, I mean, there's a fellow who, who I met name is Brad that he went from San Francisco to meet me up in Dunsmere to talk about his experience with someone coming out of that basalt rock formation that I mentioned of. It looked like a, a foundation in the, the book of, uh, or the movie, Indiana Jones, and a uh, guy with a, a white flowing robe about seven feet tall that he and his daughter encounter and said to them, you have just found the back door to tell us, would you like to come in? So he's, this guy scared to bejesus out of Brad and his daughter. And they said, no, thank you very much. And, and they turned around. He mysteriously was gone. So this changed his life. He put it up on uh, the Weather Underground on a, a web page that he had. And he did a little annotation about it. So I contacted him when I was in Dunsmuir. And he came up, drove 300 miles to meet me. And we hung out and talked about it. And we even filmed it. I... I've got a clip on it but I haven't put it out because I was having a difference with someone who I was uh, producing this movie with who turned out to be uh, someone who saw creative differences in my view of, of um, our footage and so the movie hasn't been released yet but I've got it but I, I'll still tell the story so there are things that are happening and there are people who, now Brad's about 75 years old so I don't think he wanted to go to meet the maker without telling somebody his story. And that's kind of why he sought me out and drove 300 miles. So when somebody does that, you have to take them seriously. And he said the man spoke with a slight British accent. So these rope figures have been seen throughout Mount Shasta area. And there are many stories about that. And there are even rumors that President Grover Cleveland signed a treaty with the with the Tolosian people of that mountain. Now... I'm sure if I was able to get into the archives of Washington, I might be able to find that treaty. But I'm sure they've got that treaty buried somewhere deep in the Smithsonian, so I'd never find it.
1: Well, yeah, the Smithsonian is is noted for hiding historical facts, you know. But I I don't. To me, it's seven foot, not a giant.
0: You know,
1: my great grandfather was seven three. Well, I agree with you. That's not a giant.
0: Well, a giant to me is is the artifacts that J.C. Brown... That's
1: pretty tall, that's pretty tall now, yeah. you know, well, especially here, for,
0: for an Indian, well, fashion, so, you know. Well, so, so, I mean, the, the artifacts that J.C. Brown found, they were six and a half to ten feet tall, all these skeletons. So here, that's a tall tale there. So that cannot be disputed to, to have, you know, ten feet tall individuals because no one today is of that height. So you have to, you know, say to yourself, there's something to this. Seven foot... Uh, ten ten foot's pretty tall now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seven foot, we can watch a basketball game and find, you know, half a dozen guys who, who uh, meet, meet that height requirement. So that's not a stretch of the imagination. But ten feet tall, like you say, is a tall tale. But the Native Americans claim that their people, you know, the, the tall ones, were eight and a half feet or larger. And... Uh,
1: now, when you take into consideration the time period, I mean, people back in the 18th and 17th centuries, the average person was no bigger than 5'5". Five, five. So 7 foot would seem to be a giant.
0: Well, I agree with you. You're, you're preaching to the choir here. So you look at this, and when you hear stories like this, or you hear uh, accounts like this, it does make you wonder, well, if this is true, then why don't we know more of it, or why is this information not readily available because this should be in Ripley's, believe it or not.
1: Smith and men in black.
0: Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I'm in California looking around, and um, I had men come up to me and tell me that uh, they got a bullet with my name on it, and that if I keep talking about this stuff, uh, I'm going to meet the maker. So uh, I take this seriously.
1: No, well, I would if I were you. Uh, do you have any plans on going back to Mount Shasta? Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I plan to go up this summer. And for anybody listening, I'm bringing my Taser with me. So
1: I think I'd bring more than a Taser. Ah eh, well, you know, I'll
0: I'm give him a little te- bad, tease of it. Pretty
1: big mouth. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. No, actually, I'll I'll have about.
1: And there's there's even legends about the bears.
0: Oh, absolutely. They, yeah.
1: You know that I, I found found awful interest. The bears there were actually more human-like to begin with.
0: Well, you're exactly right. Cursed
1: And feet. All right. Uh,
0: I just finished a, uh, a, four, a 14-week shaman course with a Native American elder uh, out of Colorado who's out of Shasta. He's got a sweat lodge there right by the college, and we became friends, and uh, I just went through my shaman training, so now I'm officially able to do some of this shamanistic work that I might have probably done uh, in Lemuria and other lifetimes that, that be, when I was previously here, but now I do have more spiritualism under my belt and I realize I have more things to, to share with people in a spiritualistic way. And uh, so I, I do know that I'm now tied more connectedly to my spiritual side. But yeah, I'm going back to Shasta. And I'll I have my entourage with me. And uh, I'm going to bring my love and light with me. And uh, you know, share it with, with others. And share you know my experiences. And touch people, their minds, their hearts, and their souls. And let them realize that if you've had experiences and you don't understand them, you know, and share them with me because I'm no different than you. There's things that we're all, you know, waking up to and realizing that it's not a hallucination, it's not a dream, it's not, not far-fetched. It's your inner self bringing things to the surface and letting you know that this is just some of your evolution that's being um, brought out, you know, to you.
1: Well, i I, I, I tell you what. Uh, these, uh, they went through back years ago and they killed quite a few of the Sharman. Uh, Sharman, uh, Char- however you pronounce my old southern lips, mess it up all the time. But, uh, you, you don't think that this might happen again? I mean, it was like in the 70s and the 80s, they killed quite a few of them here in North America and in South America.
0: Well, well, look at it if we're on prison planet, we're on an evolutionary planet, then you'd be coming back again to finish your work Uh, even jesus when he talked about uh that he was born again he was elijah before him other prophets before that you know god uses certain people and chooses them to come back again to finish undone work so if that be the case it'd be coming back to just uh, continue your uh your your reincarnative process and for those of us who evolved we get a passing grade and we move on to higher education or higher ground in that particular case. So whatever happens, and we're just part of the plan. And I just listen to what spirit tells me, as when one friend uh, who I mentioned earlier in this interview told me. And I just listen to the guidance and I will know what to do next. The difference, made uh, between knowledge and wisdom is only knowing what to do next. So I just listen to the guidance and I'll know if there's another story coming out of me, if there's another interview, if there's something I need to share. And at that point I will. Since you met your your, uh,
1: brother from uh, past life, has your frequency increased? Do you see these beans now or?
0: Well, what I, what I get, I'm, I'm auditory. What I get is I get to hear things and I get to hear some people come in certain situations and then they'll show me something and I'll get a visual of what I'm supposed to do. So I'm more auditory. Do they show up in front of me in, as an image? No, I don't get it that way. I get it auditory and then they'll they'll show me a picture like it's like a movie projector of what I'm supposed to see or they'll give it to me in my dream state and I wake up and I'll start writing down what I get. A lot of the times I might be in my dream state when I get it, because I asked to receive it that way. Or the first hour when I wake up, man, is when I get it. I have a pencil and paper with me, and I'll just write down, I quickly start writing, automatic writing what what I'm getting. And then I ask, you know, who's giving it to me? And they'll tell me who was given to me. And sometimes it's my uh, spiritual guides, and sometimes it's people who have crossed over who are not here who want to tell their tale sometimes it's people who were killed who were strangled who were who were uh, murdered and i guess they're in limbo they haven't crossed over you know they probably stayed in the bardo too long and now they want to get out and and sometimes people don't realize that they're dead or like that movie in ghost you know like i'm not supposed to be here whatever so you get to realize sometimes people are caught in transition or limbo, as I'll call it, and they want to get to somebody who is a psychic intuitive and give it to them and say, do, do me a favor, help me out. You know, people need to know that I was murdered, whatever. So I can course, tell do you, you-
1: Do you ever help them out or do you of course, send them in the man. right direction? I
0: send oh. them in the right direction. I'll give you one right now and some of you can research this. There was a man by the name of Phil Oaks. And he was a a country singer who was a social activist during the 60s, friends of Bobby Dylan, and he was opposed to the war, uh, the Cuban uh, catastrophe, the Castro thing, and then Vietnam. And ended up, Phil ended up, uh, they said it was a suicide, and uh, he died in his sister's house in uh, Rockaway, Queens, which is here, not too far from where I am. And when I read this, I read the book, all of a sudden, I was playing his song. okay, let me get one of his albums. And it stopped. And all of a sudden, I heard him say, I got a message for you. You got to get it to my friend. And his friend's name is Jim. I'll just say Jim. And Jim was in Florida. And they were folk singers together at uh, Ohio State College. So somehow, I got a hold of Jim. And I said, Jim, I got a message from Phil. So he thought I was, like, pulling his leg. So I told him. and, And he happened to be in Dealey Plaza the day of the Kennedy assassination. So he got to see what happened that day, and then they planted him in the Texas Theater, and he got to see that there were two Lee Harvey Oswalds, not just one. They had a look-alike and a real one. So he shares this with me, and even tells me where I can find photos of all this stuff. So I tell Phil, uh, tell tell Jim about Phil. He goes, "I don't know if I can believe this." So I said, "Here's what he's telling me to tell you: pick up your guitar, and put your." your finger on the E string, close it off, and keep hitting the high note E. Do it about nine times. He's going to give you messages to your guitar on the 12-string high E, because Phil's telling me that he taught you, and you taught him how to play guitar, and you guys were like uh, duos playing guitars. And I blew him away, because I told him, I said, I'm hearing his note, and this is what he's telling me to tell you. So when he went and researched all the things that I got from Phil... He realized that I could have only got it from Phil, I couldn't have got it from books or you know, from the people who were there in Dealey Plaza that day, And uh, but he wanted his friend to know that he didn't suicide, that he was killed by uh, uh, the contra pro people, or the men in black, and they wanted to keep him silent because he was going to go public as to uh, what really happened that day in Dealey Plaza.
1: Well, we know that whatever happened did isn't what they told us. <laughs> that's for
0: sure. So that's like one of the times where somebody's come through to me. And I had other times where I'm driving in a car. And I was driving at the time in Northern California. And this was when Michael Jackson was going through his troubles and he just crossed over. And someone asked me, uh, could, you, could you bring in Michael Jackson? I said, well, if he wants to share a message with me. So for a half an hour, Matt, I'm driving the car, now I'm driving about 35, 40 miles an hour to all these small towns in the eastern end of California to the mountains coming down and the whole time I'm communicating or Michael Jackson's communicating through me and every time a light would change, the light would keep changing. I didn't stop for one traffic light in 40 minutes and I got the whole Michael Jackson transmission to a friend of mine who uh, was taping the whole thing. So yeah, people can come into me at times, and I'll share it, but I don't volunteer to people. Who I can do this, and I'll just say, like my Native American friend says, well, they say that I can, and I'll just leave it at that.
1: And Joan Rivers.
0: And even Joan Rivers came to me r- most recently. I, my, my friend just, uh, just brought to my attention when she crossed over, and she told me to, to look into her story and why they killed her or whatever, and come to find out. You know, she was silenced because uh, she made the reference about Barack Obama being gay and Michelle Obama being a transgender, and next thing you know, she's not with us on the planet. So, And, Ted Kennedy. and even Ted Kennedy came to me uh, and uh, <laughs> told me about why he was silenced at Barack Obama's uh, inaugura- inauguration. He didn't die until about like, eight months later, but he made the mistake when they asked him, well, how did Barack Obama win by so many votes? And he says, I don't know. You're going to have to ask Osama Obama about that one. So he put it out there that Barack posed as Osama bin Laden. I even have a video up showing the palm prints of Barack Obama and Osama bin Laden and the palm prints match. So the odds of somebody having the same palm print, Matt, is $64 billion to one. So you got a president nicknamed the renegade who's posed as Osama. And to make it make it even funnier, I'm, I make a joke of this one. I even sang a karaoke song about it. And uh, there's a song called Rumors. And for eight years, the public was, was fooled that Michelle Obama was the first lady in the White House. Well, she's actually the first hombre who still hasn't got her sex change. And uh, will probably have to do it if she runs in 2020. So these are the kind of things that I get. And then I get Barack Obama okay. 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 writing me a letter You know, when I go in public with this, because I said, gee, you know, I got grandkids. Do I want my grandkids voting for a transgender? I don't think so.
1: Uh, So, Yeah, well, I I personally, I believe it is what you say, that uh, she was a, or is a he.
0: Oh, she's still a he. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. They
1: they got this uh, transgender stuff down pat, especially with uh, a lot of them M-Stars.
0: Oh, definitely. Right now, Alex Jones talks about how they're having these parties all over the United States with these transgender men, you know, at these little kids' uh, functions, events, you know, having little kids touch them and everything. So this is all set up to go this route. And the reason I'm bringing this up, like I said, because it's wrong. And all the Bible is talking about it's an abomination. All of a sudden, you know, to get bogus, it's okay. Well, no, it's not okay to dress that way, to act that way to behave that way. It's just wrong. And I'm here to tell you, I'm old school, and I believe that when when God created Adam, created Eve. He didn't create Adam and Steve. He created Adam and Eve. And before there could be a homosexual group, there had to be a, a, a couple that was a regular couple to create and procreate to allow them to have this crazy damn behavior. So right now, Michelle Obama has a book out called Becoming. Now, that would be a proper title, if Bruce Jenner had that as his book, because we know what he's becoming. But it's interesting that that Michelle Obama would choose that title, and also on the cover of the book, she has her hand draped around her throat so she doesn't have to show the Adam's apple. Now, if it walks like a duck, man, and it quacks like a duck, it's gotta be a duck. But I'm not going duck hunting, but I'm just sharing with you What's wrong with America? So people like me, I get a target on my back where people say, well, if you say it, you know what I mean, we're going we're gonna to end your life. No, you're not going to end my life. I'm going to end the people's lives who have fooled all of us for the longest time, and they're going to have to leave. When they talk about building a wall, you know, I'm going to tell Donald, Donald, you know what, it's not the Mexican people that are bad. It's 15%, 20% of the, of the people who control us other bad ones. The other 80%, there's nothing wrong with the general people. All they want to do is get an extra $100 in their paycheck a week, take care of their families, make a better life than their parents gave to them. What is wrong with that? I think nothing.
1: Personally, I'm old school, too. There's only two sexes, regardless. All the other ones are ab- a- aberration of them,
0: too. Tell Abraham Lincoln. You know, you, know you, you go back, even some research, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm getting coached here now. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, for example. I mean, how many Gentiles do you know by the name of Abraham? None. Abraham was Jewish. You know, the first Jewish president, and now you got Trump. And an interesting thing about Trump, he lives in Palm Beach, uh, Florida. 80 percent of Palm Beach, Florida, are all conservative Jews. So where he lives is a Jewish community, gated community. The only people who are not Jewish are their servants and people who have something to do in the, in the service industry in the town he lives in. So when Puerto Rico was going through their their hurricane, he waited eight or nine days until the Jewish high holidays were over because both of his children are married to conservative Jews. So. Then when he gets to Puerto Rico, what does he do? He takes a roll of bounty toilet paper and he throws it at the people who are in need of his help. To me, that's some condescending behavior to someone who thinks he's better than other people and, and it's wrong. But I'm outing him right now. He's a Jew that should come forward and say you know, I'm Jewish. But if had he told people he was Jewish, they wouldn't have voted him in. Well, I, well, I don't have a person. well right now one of the things I like that he did, you know, being I mentioned him. I like the fact that one of the first things he did coming in office, that he struck down all the tra- transgender bills that Barack Obama had put in place.
1: Well, well, like I said, I'm not there's only two sexes. You know,
0: <laughs> you know so... Sorry, we. That's just,
1: that's,
0: just, that's just my personal opinion. Now. Well, you know, that's, that's the way I look at it. But to tell me <clears throat> that it's right, no. You can't make my mind. I, I, I will never believe it's right. And... I don't think that people should walk that way just if it's going to mean a paycheck to be in Hollywood or to be chosen like on, on the, the casting couch like Marilyn Monroe. Uh, my, my Lemurian brother, uh, Kenny, worked in, um, I guess, uh, McDonnell Douglas would have aircraft the facility on the second ship with Marilyn Monroe and they would put in rivets for air on the airplane wings. And he was trying to be an actor, and she was trying to be an actress, and they discovered her in a drugstore, but he was also an ice skater, and he was a, a stuntman for uh, the Wild Wild West, the Robert Conrad TV show. And he had a relationship with Marilyn Monroe, and I learned from him things that you could only know as if there was first-hand knowledge and why, for example, Joe DiMaggio was heartbroken with Marilyn Monroe because she didn't want to have children. And the reason why she didn't want to have children because she didn't want to have you know, conventional sex. So he was heartbroken that she would never give him a child because he would never be able to, to vaginally have sex with her. And these are things that you're not going to know unless you're speaking to people who are in the know about these things here. So, you know, Marilyn, unfortunately, she heard things, she saw things, and she wanted to tell people things about the Kennedy assassination. And she's another one, like Joel Rivers, who's not here as well. So, Marilyn, Joan, if you're listening, I love your sisters, and hopefully after this performance or me talking about some of these things, if I do cross over, I'll be in good company.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think I have to worry about that. It, uh, I, I find that all this stuff uh, fascinating. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, uh, you about your past life. Uh, do you remember anything about being in Lemuria?
0: Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I remember being in, in uh, Lemuria, and and where it was, uh, it was um, near, I guess, Australia. We were situated on the southern tip there. It was a lot, very mountainous, and I, it, it resembled so much of California, the mountain area. Lemuria was very lush. It was very green. And I remember some of the temples that were there. I remember... Being dressed in a white robe and a little cap. And uh, it was interesting, I just did my uh, my shaman courses with a Native American in Mount Shasta. And through my shaman uh, vision quests, I learned that my partner right now was my sister in Lemuria. And she was also a shaman. So it's interesting that I've been doing spiritual work with someone who I've known for thousands of years.
1: Well, I, I've talked to several people that are. I was, you know, with them in past lives True love always finds a way to come
0: together Well that's exactly right I can't explain a lot of this I can just try to share my experiences of it and people can take away what they want from it but I work a lot with crystals and for anybody listening I've got videos about crystals and how you can energize uh, yourself through you, the use of crystals and that will help open doorways and gateways to uh, your previous embodiments
1: yeah, well, I fully believe that. I, I'm, I got me a, a Himalayan salt lamps to me <laughs> that I use all the time, and I got crystals laying in front of my certain semi-precious stones. I believe being connected to the earth so it makes a big difference how you, you know, have an outlook. On it.
0: Well, you know, just the fact that you have all these things, a lot of these things were de- developed in Lemuria and brought to uh, Atlantis and. Uh, civilizations thereafter so you very well might have had an embodiment in Lemuria as well and you're just starting to to realize that wait a minute you know I'm I'm, I understand some things I'm 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 driven to these things. Personally
1: I've never I've never read anywhere else in my first time I know that it's a knowing not a it, I, I don't know how to explain it but this was the first time i've been here and i was talked into coming here at this particular time to do what i'm doing here at the station
0: well i, I believe i believe you're right well, uh, yeah so
1: put information connect to other people people to with other people who would never be able to be connected without my help
0: well i, I realized that because here it is i mean i mentioned gordon I, I didn't know that you were you know you were the head guy on the network here and and lo and behold, you get a phone call that I didn't make. So here it is, divine intervention. So
1: I'm not the head guy. I'm just the studio
0: <laughs> Well, you know that's high enough. Anyway, but you're a man in a position there, and so it makes me realize that there are no coincidences in life. I just know that as we go through this journey, I am finding out things. It's like an onion. I keep unraveling another layer, another layer, another layer. And learning more as I go and just being open-minded and accepting what I'm learning and being in the conscious observer to my own experiences and just sharing those experiences with other people along the way
1: right well without that recording you know that, uh, that message that was left on one of the managers Skype I would have never even thought of interviewing you you know so I, I believe it was a destiny that we was meant to have this little conversation
0: Oh, I'm fully a believer of that. There were no coincidences, man. And I realized that this was all predestined. And I just follow what spirit tells me. And you did the same thing. You, you follow along as a detective was follow along his hunches and just say, I just follow the clues wherever they go. And that's kind of what I do in my research. I follow the clues, but I'm guided by a, a higher power to actually give me more information than I probably would normally get if I wasn't open to receiving things.
1: Well, I tell you what, you do a heck of a job at researching that. I I, I'm really uh, impressed with how you went about finding out your, uh, your, your, you know, connecting the dots where most of them don't. They just, you know, start throwing away, uh, throwing together YouTube videos from clips from other YouTube videos, you know, and
0: you didn't. You no, know, I'll, I'll never do that. I, I won't cheat myself and cheat other people of getting the facts and the information right. I want to be different than anybody else, and I am different than anybody else. I have my own niche.
1: You're not creating
0: clickbait. Right, right. I have my own niche, and I probably have my own following that, that, that when I go on a plane or I go on a train, they hear my voice, they go, I know who you are. Or if I go into an Apple store. You know, I'm recognized, or someone will come up to me and shake my hand and say, you know, you're a good man, thank you for, for the work you've done. And to me, that's all that matters. If I get one person and it changes their life, then it's it's, it's been a good day for me. It's been a good life. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm in service to help other people, in fellowship, to make this a better world that we all live on, because we all have to live on this planet together. And we all have to stop the madness some way, somehow, and we can't buy into it, we can't feed into it, and we can't allow it to consume us and to put us in fear and, and put the bug in our ear. Well,
1: how much do you know about uh, government influence with mind control? Have you done any kind of research into
0: that? Well, I've experienced it. I, I know what they do. Uh, I'll give you an example. In the dream state, they'll put dreams in your head where you're being arrested or you have... Uh, a bad thing happened to you, you're driving a your car backwards and the car will like crash and you weren't even driving it. They'll make you think thoughts that you're not worthy, you're not good. And a lot of times when I wake up, I'll just have to clear my energy, I'll get some sage and I'll just tell them they have to leave, they can't stay here. And I realize that, you know, there is a group of people who are doing these things and a lot of this stuff is being done by the Israeli Mossad who are here in this country posing as uh, uh, pious Jews wearing all black and you think that they are religious people but yet they all have handheld devices and their job is to infiltrate America and get the information so that way they can know what's going on insatiable appetites and when someone doesn't drink the Kool-Aid they have, Israel now has a, um, a software where they can target any cell phone any, any, any app and open it up, and they can do whatever they want, and there's nothing that you can do to stop them. They have listening devices, listening to everything I'm saying now, and you realize that when you try to bring this out to the public, because they own the media, because they own law enforcement, the judges and whatever, you don't have a shot against people like this, because they own all the large corporations. So, Until we have people in the private sector who buy all these things up and take them out of power, then we are doomed to uh, an existence of having to skirt around this, though we know it to be true. Well,
1: I I know that uh, uh, Israel does have this uh, ability to tap into uh, just about any kind of communication device. They've actually even sold some of our information to uh, China in the last year and a half. And we have done nothing to it, yet we still support them.
0: Well, that's why I say to you, when you understand who's running this country, I'll give you an example. This is a good example. And uh, my mother's Jewish, so I could say this, and my father's Italian. So on uh, on holidays, I was so confused, I took a half a day off. So... (laughs) So what? What I learned in all this, for example, living in New York, there were eight hundred thousand uh, Hasidim Orthodox Jews that got welfare, and and there was one hundred and forty thousand vouchers that were given out. This is last year. None of the black people, Spanish people, or the battered mothers got them. They gave all the vouchers out to the to the religious Jews, and as a result of that, it came out in the paper, and the second day it was gone. But when you have, like, Chuck Schumer, you know, the, uh, the senator you know, uh, who has dual citizenship to allow these things to happen, is wrong. I mean, they are not God's chosen people, and if you try to say something, they say, oh, you're a Jew hater. No, I'm not a Jew hater. I'm a Jew myself. My mother's a Jew. How do I hate my own mother? But what I don't like, mad, is people hiding behind, you know, their uh, their religion and saying, oh no, we're holier than thou. No, you're a criminal and you should be put in jail. But they can't be put in jail because the lawyers and the judges are also of the same persuasion and the politicians. So until we we say to voting people in, no, you cannot have a dual citizenship to another company and be a Congressman, Senator, or a President of the United States. We We will not allow that to happen. And when people put I, that, f-
1: I fully agree with that. We have so many senators that have ships. I think that's a conflict.
0: Yeah, you know why? Because that's that's treason. They come out and they give out yeah, these secrets. Yeah. It's treason. You and I, they would shoot for that. Them, they yeah. give them a bonus. Yeah,
1: it, it's really sad. Uh, do, you, uh, do you think we're headed for uh, bad times? Do you think we can pull this off and well, start? changing what's uh, going I, on. I think well the but first by, thing by doing stuff like we're doing I think about higher selves and stuff
0: like that. I think that's the answer. It's what I call the soft parade, mad. You know, we have to get together and do it in a non violent fashion and realize that we have to turn the light on. We have to turn the light up. And these people that are of this energy, they can't they can't, you know, uh, be in that light, you know, they can't hold that vibration. And they'll go away. I mean, just these black helicopters I see it on a regular basis, I send them love and light. I, I put a pink rainbow around it, a rainbow of light, saying I love you no matter what. Because there's a duality. There's the good and the bad. You know, is it is the glass half full or is it half empty? Is it lemonade or is it lemons? That depends on how you, Mad, spin it. I spin it that everything is good, there's nothing bad, and that everything happens for a reason. So... If I have something happen, it's for me to see it from a higher vantage point as the conscious observer and so, okay, how can I help Stefan out to see this in a way where he doesn't get emotionally attached to this, this situation and do something stupid that's going to affect his life where well, they may arrest him for something he did, not what he says, because right now we're still able to say what we can want to say. So you, my friend, have a great platform to allow people like myself to spew, and I talked about legends and all this other stuff, but when you talk about where the world is going, this is what I saw. And uh, when it was time for Trump to run, back in 2010 or whatever, I created a website, Trump for President, and and a landing page. And the next thing I hear uh, his lawyer talk about, he talked Trump into doing it. No, he didn't talk Trump into doing it. I built a website long before he told Trump, and I went to the Trump Towers, and left messages that he should do that. So I put the bug five or six years ago in, in the ear of him to do these things. and Cause I realized that God has sent someone to help the rest of us. So Trump is God's messenger, whether you like him or not, you know, he's here to clean up the mess. And he's going to, he will get, you know, so at that point, about three months before the election, like September, I put up a video that Trump was gonna win the election. Now, so I already knew that he was going to win it. And I told a couple people, they go, really? They go, yeah, but, yeah. You know, I said, no, no, he, he's already won. So he ended up winning. So that was one the, another prophecy that I had. Another thing that I see is that he will be reelected uh, as president because everything that's happening with this Robert Mueller thing, a Mueller, whatever you want to call himself, was all just like a dog and pony show. When I came back from California in 2010, after I outed Barack Obama, by not having a uh, legal birth certificate and being the son of uh, King Bumabal of Thailand. He was a prince. I had Mueller following me in front of Madison Square Garden. So I realized that, gee, I must be on the right track because they're trying to protect Obama. And here it was, I put him out in the street like a cat in the night. And I realized that Mueller right now has got egg on his face because he couldn't get the job done because Trump is like John Gotti was. He's the Teflon Don. It just rolled off his back, and he's going to win another term. And unfortunately to say, uh, we may only have 45 presidents in this country because I think at the time, like every empire has a time of crumbling, like the Roman Empire, the British Empire, and all the other empires as well. So the shelf life of America as we know it will probably only be around another four to five years, and there will be a new shift whether it be consciousness, whether it be in government, or way of doing things, I think we are going to evolve as a people and not allow these controllers to continue doing what they're doing. And it will be as a result of shows like yours are having people on who have the guts and the courage to share their truth. And more and more people will raise their vibrations as a result of it. We will change the existing paradigm on prison planet Earth.
1: I, I hope we do, and here's a little bit of history. Most countries very seldom last more than or 250. That's the average for a government in countries throughout the world. So, yeah, I mean, there has been exceptions, you know, the Roman Empire, and you know, a couple others. On the average, it's 250 years for for a, a regime maintaining control. So we're right at that, you know, we're just past that.
0: Yeah, we're on the cusp. The we're on the cusp, and what I think is what I alluded to earlier the karma in this country is very bad because of what happened to the Native Americans and what is continually happening. Until we cleanse this pariah, this, this terrible thing that's happened, you can't move forward to the future if you don't recognize the past and deal with it in the present. And we have to, as a people, say it's wrong. What can we do to solve this now? It's wrong. It's wrong, wrong. We've got, we've got the other problem with the wall, building the wall you know, saying that, you know, all these people coming in, whatever. But the the truth of the matter is that it's been going on for far too long, 20 years or more, and if they really want to build a wall, I'll give up my Social Security so they could build that wall around the District of Columbia. Well, that's
1: not even part of America. It's a city-state.
0: Well, that's exactly right. And and based on what you're saying, when they first talked about the Federal Reserve and turning in your gold and everything you had— They were telling people, just in the District of Columbia, so they tricked the people in 1933 in every state to turn it in and said to them, now your money is going to be uh, guaranteed by a note. So here it was. They stole, you know, the tangible things that people had, the assets on the precept that this was just the District of Columbia. And uh, here we are, you know, know, almost 100 years later, 1933, and we're still being robbed, uh, you know, uh, as I speak. And it's just wrong. And if you look in the phone book, you look at the IRS. You know, they're not a government agency. You know, Federal Reserve. They're not a government agency. You find them in a public phone book. Why? No, they are out
1: of. They're out of Puerto Rico.
0: Exactly. You know. So <laughs> that. Yeah. You know, and they. You know. And all the money. what is it? Because
1: it's because of the name, people confuse it because it says federal. They assume that it's part of the government. Just like. Uh, uh federal express it's a privately owned company you know
0: so when you look at all this you know you say to yourself like where are we headed so the only thing i could do is work on myself like today <clears throat> i have my cell phone hacked so i had to go to t-mobile and uh, correct that have it reset whatever and then <clears throat> i go to the library because i wanted to read my email to see if you had sent me something so i don't even have <clears throat> internet at home because Wi-Fi is spy-fi, so I got to go to a public library if I want to check an email. But that's okay, because it gives me a day to go out and take a walk. But while I was out after doing that, I said, well, let me go to the Social Security office. And I did, found out how much I'm eligible for. And I told the woman, I says, "Uh, is there a form I can fill out because I want to forego my Social Security? She says, what do you mean? She says, you don't want your money? I said, no, I want to give it to the government. They need it more than me. So she says, well, you don't need a form for that. She said, but you have another four years until you're 70 where you could still get it. Well, I said, well, how much money would I get now? And they told me the figure. I said, well, you know what? Being there's no form, then I just won't collect it. I said, but I just want you to know, this country is headed in the wrong direction. And though I work for that money, and I I do deserve it, you know, I don't need it. She looked at me. She said, what do you do? I said, that's not important what I do. I don't need it. And I walked out, have a nice day.
1: I don't collect Social Security. I'm not going. To. I mean, I have no part of it. I want no contract with the government.
0: Well, you know what? That's why you call me, and we're on the phone. Cause how many people, brother, are like you and me? Very few. Oh, we got some
1: like-minded people
0: around the station. <laughs> okay, so th- so there's a small group of people that are probably growing as I speak, and I realize, you know, it's just not worth it. When you take the money, you take what you got to go through the hoops you got to go through. Oh. Now I got to go to jury duty, or I got to do this, I got that. No, I don't want to do anything. I don't want anything in the mail. I just don't. I just want you to leave me alone. You know, uh, you know. When you get hacked as much as I do, I go to California. I come back, and I got people who can validate this. I have three of my Apple computers that are fried, and all the motherboards are fried. Now I got to go to Apple and speak to a genius and say, "Well, how much is it going to cost me to get a new motherboard?" Oh, three hundred fifty dollars. So every time I leave to go somewhere. I have somebody breaking in, and I have security, and messing up my computer. So a friend of mine says to me, well, why do you have 12 computers? And I laugh. I says, because I need every one of them. (laughs) I crack up. You know, and this, people people will appreciate this. I have 800 videos on on YouTube and various stations and websites. And I started with Microsoft Microsoft, uh, Video Editor, worked my way up to to iMovie, uh, Final Cut. Then I went into Linux, and I know five different Linux video editors to make movies. Why? Because I believe very strongly in freedom of speech. So I got 20 different ways to get my name out there, my message out there, and now I've got people like yourself to give me a couple hours just to share my journey, you know, my challenges, so that way someone else doesn't have to. Right, well,
1: go ahead and uh, give out your uh, websites, a couple, couple of your websites before we run out of time on how to find your uh, videos. I found them uh, fascinating on your
0: website. Well, one of the websites I just created is legends, L-E-G-E-N-D-S and A-N-D mystery, M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y.com. That's legendsandmystery.com. Another website is my name, Stephan S-T-E-P-H-E-N S-I-N-D-O-N-I dot W E B S dot com. There's another site that they can go to is Hollow H O L L O W E A R T H dot W E B S dot com. And those are places that they can go to to my actual websites. If they go to YouTube, I've got sites called Sindoni Productions, WebFlix, WebFlix Guy. Sindoni says is my most recent one where I post videos now on Sindoni says and there's playlists there And you can watch my videos to your heart content And I make them where they're all embeddable So if anybody wants to embed anything I've done While I'm still on YouTube, I encourage anybody to make a copy of my videos Because who knows how long these videos will be up there They're talking about more and more censorship And so, uh... Those are some places that they can go to find my information. Also, I'm on uh, dailymotion.com uh, forward slash stephandsendoni, so you can also find me on Daily Motion, too.
1: Well, I put a few of your uh, websites in the chat room, if anybody's interested. They can go to the chat room, which is at revolution.radio, and check it out. It'll stay in there for quite a while, and uh, you just scroll up and you can find them. Uh, I, I, find, I find our, our talk uh, real interesting. we got about nine minutes left. And, uh, is there anything else you would uh, like to bring up before uh, we
0: uh, get cut off? Yeah, there's one thing i like to bring up, and uh, this is about um, <clears throat> stalking. There are a lot of stalking going on in this country right now, and a lot of it's being done covertly. Uh, could be uh, MI5, MI6, Israeli Mossad, and a lot of groups are out there now eavesdropping, walking by with handheld devices, and stealing people's passwords or information, stealing the uh, the information off their credit cards or their bank accounts cards just while they walk past you. They'll swipe across you. They uh they'll they'll be across the street on a window. They'll be listening to everything that people are saying, and they'll hack into your computers. And this is all going on in real time. And these individuals think they're above the law. I, I, I found something very interesting. Uh, there was cloaking going on. And cloaking, for those who don't know it, are people that are able to come into your dwelling cloaked where you don't see them and hit you with electromagnetic frequency rays because you don't drink the Kool-Aid. So I personally right now, I'm sharing this story because I've been a target of surveillance for a number of years by a certain individual who has told me, I'm going to get you your mother effer. And uh, I'm here to tell you that I'm the weeble, I wobble, but I refuse to fall down. So what I did is I put him out on my YouTube channels and showed his photo, and I made jokes about him because he'll never get himself down. So there's black helicopters that follow me wherever I go, and I, and I feel honored that they'll, they'll, you know, they want to protect me wherever I go. But we got some serious stuff going on, that and the chemtrails that people need to speak to their local officials about what's going on and stop these individuals before they come into their dwellings at night and steal the eyeballs out of their heads.
1: Well, I, I do believe there is a big problem with stalking. It's not, uh, well, the government does get involved in it, but just the, the ones I'm really worried about getting into your computer and getting your credit card number and stuff like that is the guy just down the street, you know, he's the one you really got to worry about.
0: Well, exactly right. So much. I, i got a guy Uh, there are
1: ways to protect your credit cards and one of them is have an aluminum case put them in an aluminum case and they can't read them
0: that's what i've got as well too another thing too is like i don't uh, buy
1: anything on the internet with a credit card i'll go buy me one of them throwaway cards from walmart and i use that on the internet
0: that's exactly what i do you you sound so much like me it's just interesting because i carry them in my pocket wherever i travel and then after I make the purchase, I just call up Amex, for example, gift card, and say how much money I got left, and oh. I just subtract it and put in a magic mark on the I back of the card. I don't even
1: have a bank account. And I don't have a cell phone. I, I don't drive. <laughs> so,
0: well, you know what?
1: You're a little, little worse off than you are as far as being paranoid stuff.
0: But you know what? You know, it reminds me of the story. I'll tell this quick story that I go into a, a suit store to buy a suit. And I said to the guy, I says, look, I'd like to have a belt and a pair of suspenders. He says, well, I understand the belt, but why are you gonna have a pair of suspenders if you got a belt? I said, do you think I'm gonna trust my my pants with my belt and my money in my back pocket? That's why I got the suspenders. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: was, I told somebody the other day they were talking about trust, I don't even trust myself
0: sometimes. <laughs> well, that's exactly true. You know why? Because ego, ego has a way of coming oh, yeah. out and saying I'll show them and then I say to ego I'll smack you silly I'll never do that you gotta leave you can't stay here yeah. you can't hang around in my house
1: how many times in your life have you said oh I'd never do that I'd never do that No, that's not me and the next thing you know you go right ahead and do it
0: that's exactly right and that's ego telling you well you know you can get away with oh you can walk on water really <laughs> you know, I don't think so You know. I, so I realized that You have to put ego in check and you have to realize that, you know, you you can't be Superman. I mean, that's just for the movies. You know, you are who you are. You cut, you bleed, you hurt, you cry. You're a human. And when you realize that you have to be a softer person and a real genuine person and authentic, you'll stop doing those dumb things or you'll stop judging. There's three kinds of people. There's people who talk about people, there's people who talk about events, and there are people who talk about ideas. I want to be known uh, for a person who talks about ideas. I don't want to talk about people, because if I do, what does it say about me going down to that level? But if I do say something, man, I'll back it up with fact. Everything I've said, I can back it up with fact. And uh, so I know.
1: That's what intrigued me about when I, when I run across your stuff is because you did do that.
0: Well, that's what you got to do. I mean, my grandfather taught me, he said, Stefan, put your pants on the same way every day. And I did. I learned from somebody who said, stand up. You know, if you see something, say something and do something. But I realized that it takes a lot of courage to do what I'm doing or other people like myself will do because there are people who want to hurt the messenger. Well, it's too late. The messenger got his message out today. People all over the world got to hear Stefan Sondoni and, and find, find out that I'm a great guy, I'm a brilliant guy, I'm smart, and I'm humble at the same time, because all this came from God. I'm a co-creator with Source, and if God didn't help me with this, then he wouldn't have spent so much time on me on that makeover, because he took a little more time on me. And I'm glad that he did, because I appreciate the gifts that I've been given and the tools I've been given to be able to share this information with you tonight, man, and your viewers
1: glad you did. I enjoyed Dervis' speak, and uh, we, we, I'll, I'll probably keep in touch with you and we'll get you back on here. Uh, we got about two minutes. I want to remind everybody that we are totally listener-supported, and for the r- remainder of the month of, of March, we do have a special going for a $160 donation. Hawk will send you a five-ounce silver bar, but you got to put your name and your address in, uh, option on PayPal in order to get it, or we'll keep the money and the silver. Uh, and up next is uh, Noreen with Wild at Hearts Roundtable on A. And on B is uh, Dave Scott with Spaced Out Radio. Uh, before we uh, uh, actually get cut off by the music, uh, you want to say your websites one more time so people can hear them?
0: Okay. <clears throat> My latest website is legendsandmystery.com, L-E-G-E-N-D-S-A-N-D-M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y.com. And it's my name, Stephan Sindoni.webs.com, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-I-N-D-O-N-I.webs.com, or my hollowearth.webs.com, H-O-L-L-O-W, earth-E-A-R-T-H.webs.com. And I'm on YouTube. I have about seven different YouTube channels. Go to Sindoni Says for my latest YouTube uploads. And uh, that's all, folks. <laughs>
1: Well, I sure appreciate you coming on and talking. I really enjoyed it, and I hope our listeners have enjoyed it. Uh, I've gotten quite a bit of feedback from people saying that they have. So we'll get you a a video or an MP3 of it up in a day or two for you. Uh, Everybody else, you can go to our archives and uh, re-listen to the show if you're a member of the archives, which is $6 a month, by the way.